0: Hello there, you're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today we are speaking with Danny White, Senior Director of Portfolio and Product Management at ECI Software Solutions. For over 30 years, ECI has served small to medium-sized manufacturers with cloud-based business software solutions and services. Danny has 35 years of leadership in manufacturing technology. Prior to ECI, he was VP of product management for Epicor Software, and has worked for notable companies like Texas Instruments, Merck, and Autodesk Software. Danny received a bachelor's degree in industrial and systems engineering from Texas A&M University, and currently serves on their advisory board. Danny, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, and good morning, Catherine.
0: From your perspective, what does smart manufacturing or industry 4.0 mean to manufacturers, at least those that you are are working with?
1: Great, great question. There's a lot of ambiguity in these terms, especially around technology, uh, maturity, and adoption. Um, It's about sensing factory data to make better decisions and trigger actions in real time. Um, To one manufacturer, that might mean simply connecting machines to monitor machine uptime. Um, To another manufacturer, that might mean using predictive analytics to prevent downtime. And we see some amazing applications of that. I've had, for example, a customer utilizing drones for cycle counting. Ultimately, the objective of Industry 4.0 is simply about improving business results using technology and data. Great. Uh,
0: What are the immediate as well as the long-term benefits for um, small to mid-sized firms in particular to adopt these types of advanced technologies?
1: Well, the immediate benefit is competitive advantage. Um, SMBs have long been late adopters of manufacturing technology, especially advanced technologies, but with the reduced upfront costs of SaaS and cloud solutions, these technologies are now much more accessible TO THEM AND IT REALLY GIVES THEM OPPORTUNITY TO SET THEMSELVES APART. Um, a GREAT EXAMPLE THAT'S BEEN EVOLVING BEFORE OUR EYES IS ADDITIVE MANUFACTURING. PREVIOUSLY THE, cap- the CAPITAL EXPENSE uh, LIMITED LARGE COMPANIES AND NOW WE SEE uh, VIRTUALLY EVERY FACTORY WILL HAVE SOME FORM OF ADDITIVE MANUFACTURER ON their FLOOR NO MATTER HOW BIG OR SMALL. ULTIMATELY THE BENEFIT LONG TERM IS FUTURE-PROOFING BUSINESSES AND BUSINESSES THAT uh, WAIT risk BEING LEFT BEHIND.
0: So when they contact you, and you know they finally make that leap, I and mean, when is it, what is the usual, um, you know, um, push that that they are? Is it are they getting it from the OEMs? You know, or their customers when they finally make that decision.
1: I think ultimately what we see most now is the the market trends and headwinds that manu- manufacturers are facing really are creating a case for action. And so they see what's happening around, they see the world transforming to cloud, and ultimately that motivates them uh, to at least dabble in advanced manufacturing technologies, and then they see how accessible it is to them.
0: And can this ad- can the adoption be incremental or does it require a full blown overhaul of their existing operations?
1: Uh, always think big and start small (laughs) would be my guidance. It starts with a strong case for action. I mentioned that we see there are a lot of catalysts for that in the environment today. Uh, Getting buy-in from the shop floor to the top floor as they say is key. And early wins are key to getting teams on board. So ultimately incremental is really better than a full blown overhaul.
0: That getting buy-in sounds like that is probably one of the most crucial steps in that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what what are some of the case studies of of manufacturers that that uh, have done well with that type of transition?
1: Uh, it's a timely question. We recently held an in-person customer advisory board in our Fort Worth headquarters, and uh, the customers did voice the headwinds that I mentioned around labor and skills gap, supply chain disruption and price inflation, pervasive challenges right now on the bright side they uniformly reported strong growth and one of the drivers for that is reshoring so um, when we think about the case studies that we see we think about those headwinds but we also are looking for opportunities to help them bolster their growth so smart uh, manufacturing technology like analytics and iot are really helping fuel that growth
0: uh, based on a number of discussions I've had with manufacturers, um, you know, there there seems to be this distrust of cloud-based services. Uh, how do you convince them that their data will remain secure and that they'll be able to reliably access their information?
1: You know, that, that's a really interesting question at this time. We have seen the same resistance over the years. However, we're really starting to see customers look for guidance on cloud security. And with credible credible guidance, it's easy to become a trusted advisor. And in regulated environments like ITAR and CMMC, the demand for this guidance is even greater. So ultimately, data is more secure in a cloud environment like Azure or AWS, and it's up to us to help them understand.
0: And then uh, I know that there's been a lot of guidance through the uh, you know the, the NIST 800-171 regulations too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and, and so what do you usually see as the bottleneck that uh, companies and, you know, that, what what is prohibiting them from making this transition from your experience working with them?
1: In the software space, uh, interestingly, their transition is oftentimes rooted in customizations. Uh, to their software things that might be hard to migrate uh, to a new solution so again in helping motivate them through those changes it's up to providers like ECI to come up with dynamic migration tools so that they can make that transition easily once they make that transition by nature of modern cloud solutions Typically you're not customizing in the core code. So from that point forward, then uh, it's a worry that, that no longer exists for customers, but oftentimes customizations are the biggest obstacle.
0: I could see that. Um, and you just mentioned the, um, the reshoring issues, and uh, I recently had uh, Rosemary Coates, she heads the Reshoring Institute in California as a guest on the show, actually she was a repeat guest, and uh, she was discussing the status of the U.S. supply chain crisis as it stands right now. Um, what is ECI Solutions doing to remediate some of this disruption?
1: yeah isn't this affecting all of us personally and in industry ultimately when you drill down the problems are really increased lead times and price inflation and a lot of manufacturers that we see are simply transferring those lead times and costs to their customers uh, really not setting themselves apart in any form or fashion so uh, eci products and services can help standardize parts and alternatives for example Uh, we help manage suppliers We help forecast demand and we help orchestrate logistics. So we think about the entire supply chain and helping manufacturers with this, uh, with this pervasive and growing problem around supply chain management.
0: So in terms of, of what you're doing to remediate some of this disruption, could you take us through some steps on what you're doing to help manufacturers ease those issues?
1: Sure. In addition to the tools that we provide, we also help with services uh, and best practices. And one of those, for example, starts with standardizing parts and alternatives. Uh, You'll see even AI being utilized these days to help as engineers go through design processes to standardize parts to reuse parts, which simply reduces the risk and exposure to unavailability or obsolescence. And then we follow that service through the entire supply chain we're working with tools that help connect with connect uh, our customers with their suppliers Uh, more and more we're utilizing advanced forecasting tools and ultimately as we've seen in the news you find uh, stories of manufacturers with parts sitting on a boat off the. shore of california and it's more and more important for manufacturers to know where those parts are at any given time and the logistical alternatives they have uh, to keep their production lines moving
0: that's a lot to deal with um absolutely (laughs) you know as, as you know and and you also mentioned this um you know the workforce shortages are the number one issue facing many manufacturers as they deal with retirements and a still reluctant workforce due to COVID-19. How can technologies uh, such as uh, Industrial Internet of Things or IIoT help ease these labor shortages?
1: Yeah, as an industrial engineer with almost four decades in manufacturing, I love this topic. My wife is an industrial engineer as well. and the labor and skills gap that you're asking about has really been building for years and remains the top challenge for U.S. manufacturers. So IoT has obvious benefits in automating manual tasks, doing more with less. What's not so obvious and is very interesting to me is how technology can help bridge the generational expectations and make manufacturing an attractive career again. And an example here at ECI um, is that from, AR to VR um, advanced materials, some of the things that we see are absolutely fascinating applications and kind of make you feel like uh, Tony Stark in Iron Man and manufacturing should absolutely be be a compelling career path uh, here in America again. It's our job to sell it.
0: I completely agree with you on that one. Um, how can manufacturers successfully train workers, especially, um, you know, ev- even those, as you said, generational, who have worked on legacy machines um, to, um, to focus in and, and to be successful on these Industry 4.0 technologies? You know, the key
1: is change management. If you can program a CNC mill... For example, you can quickly learn how to use ECI's Allura machine intelligence solution. So the change management challenge is really about asking employees to embrace doing different things in different ways. Um, Always start with a compelling case for action and always communicate the what and why. Uh, Tailor your training to your audience. We at ECI here are partnering, for example, with Titan Gilroy of Titans of CNC fame. Um, He has an amazing social media presence and really, really connects with the younger generation. And his focus is manufacturing education. So that's an example of a really, really dynamic environment and one that connects really well with uh, the target audience.
0: And um, if you had to make a pitch to some of the the younger generations who might be considering manufacturing, uh, what what would you tell them?
1: What I would tell them is that there's no better time in manufacturing um, to have an opportunity to engage with really, really cool modern technologies.
0: All right. So what is next for ECI software?
1: Well, ECI has grown very rapidly in recent years, organically and through acquisition, but we've been expanding our technologies and the markets that we serve. Uh, For example, we acquired cloud first job shop and batch in process ERP solutions. So we're investing in those solutions and the ecosystem around them, like our public APIs, which are used for our customers to integrate across their landscape. Um, We're also helping customers uh, with growing regulatory standards. I mentioned earlier ITAR and CMMC, really, really big uh, in our manufacturing space. And we're focusing on the technology needs of tomorrow's workforce, as we mentioned. It's really, really key to helping our customers future proof their businesses.
0: All right. Well, we look forward to that uh, you know, coming out on uh, on the news feed. And, uh, and Danny, thank you for taking the time for this interview.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Catherine.